Yeah. So back then, um, we were, you know, we were doing blog talk radio. I think people still do blog talk radio, radio now, but now more is, is more podcast now. So back then, we were doing block and we were doing blog talk radio. And then when it came to magazines, I was just googling, um, you know, different magazine companies or just googling, um, you know, being on different magazines, magazine inspirational magazines, and then you know the list is 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 out there. Just it's just you just Google what it is that you want, you know. And so I began to see all these other magazines and I would apply. If it wasn't a magazine, it was being featured as a guest post. I, I did what I needed to do to get my name out there. And of course, it took a lot of work. But the thing about it is, this is a nugget. When you write a book, you just take content out of your book and you, disp- you, you share it out. It's rinse and repeat. Today's conversation is with the delightful Dr. Paulette Harper, best-selling author and coach to individuals who want to publish their very first book and author their very first book. And so Dr. Paulette talks so much about the world of literacy and the literary world, how to publish, how to produce your first novel or your first article of writing. She also talks about how she built her business and how she had to restructure things in order to build a successful business. The detail that you get coaches is amazing. And not only that, she gives you the inside track on how to get into the media so that you are all over the internet and people can find you. When I tell you this interview is chock full of information that can exponentially take your business to a different level, whether you're an author or a coach or both, Dr. Paulette has something that is going to help you to grow your business to the six figures she's sitting at so that you can do the same. Step into the episode, take notes, enjoy. I am excited to welcome you, Dr. Paulette, to the Coach Up podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am very excited to get into the conversation we're going to have because you do something very different. And as a coach, um, you're in a different industry than what has graced the Coach Up podcast to date. And so I'm very excited for people to hear what you do. Um, but you also do a multitude of other things. And so I can't wait to get into it. So let me not take up any more time with people wondering, who is this woman? Can you please introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to be speaking with you and your um, you're on your platform. And so I'm Dr. Paulette Harper. I reside in the beautiful city of uh, Antioch, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I am a, an award-winning author. I have published 14 books. I write Christian fiction, nonfiction, and children's books. And uh, my Fiction novel was a it was an award winner, and one of my nonfiction author uh, books was an award winner as well. And I've had the pleasure of coaching and publishing over 120 um, first-time authors and multi-authors in the area of um, you know in, in anthology. So I am the self-publishing coach. I'm also known as the story activator. <laughs> And so I, um, I'm a speaker, I'm a minister of the gospel as well, but my superpower really is storytelling. And that's really how I got started to be where I am today. And so um, who I am is, uh, you know, a person that God has called just to be in this office, to really uh, be a door 
to be an open door for other um, aspiring authors who want to, you know, take that journey of becoming published authors as well. Um, I'm also a TV host of my own TV show called Now Faith is TV, where faith, books, and business collide. It's an opportunity for uh, speakers and coaches to come on my platform and get exposure that's going to, you know, they're going to be on TV, they're going to be on Roku and all those other mediums as well. So I'm really just excited about the opportunity to come and just really share my knowledge and my wisdom to help any other, you know, entrepreneur out there who is, you know, you know, looking to start a business, be in business and just really, you know, want some more information. Congratulations on all that you have done and the writing of the books, the publishing of the books for yourself, as well as your coaching business have all come in the last how many years? So I actually started writing my book, uh, my first book, I should say, um, came out in about 2009. And I didn't really start um, writing or being a coach till, you know, about 2012. And I absolutely, I, it, for me, it was just writing that first book, you know, got a nudge to write a first book. And then from there, my business just evolved because people were putting a demand on my knowledge. Can you teach us what you know? Can you show us? how you can, you know, write a book. And that's really where it started for me. Yeah, that's amazing. So you have over a decade yeah. in the game of coaching and well over a decade in the writing of books. And so we're going to dig into all of that because it's such an elusive, I think, uh, and maybe it's just me, but <laughs> um, to me, it's a very elusive area you know, we see thousands upon thousands of books, you know, there are millions of books published, but it still seems like a very small percentage of the world writes and then can publish a book. And then even more so that's on television, right? And so yeah. um, so you're in an elite class in my book. And so <laughs> the fact you. that you are, yeah, the fact that you're coaching and helping others to join that ranks is really cool. And so I want to ask about, your coaching starting in 2012, people were putting a demand on your knowledge. You know, how did you start? Did people literally ask? And then you said, okay, I just sort of fell into this or were you intentional about it? How did, how did this coaching start? Yeah. So to be totally honest with you, I wasn't real intentional because I was just doing something for fun, writing a book, you know, and then when uh, I was attending a church where uh, there was a lot of people I didn't realize in the church who wanted to write a published book, you know, and so when they started asking me, um, what I did was I created a workshop and they came to my very first workshop and, and I, I had 26 people show up and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> Okay, Lord, I see, I see now. Mm -hmm. you know? And so I had, you know, those people show up and, um, you know, they were asking me questions about publishing and, you know, I handed out a, a, a workbook for them and gave them the tools that they needed. And that's really how it got started for me. And then somebody says to me, um, I don't want to be in the group. I just want you to coach me one-on-one. -on -one. And I said, okay, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Mm -hmm. you know, so my business just really kept evolving based on the needs of the people who were coming and asking, you know, and, and I think that is a good point to make for entrepreneurs. If you're not really sure about what it is 
your who you who you serve think about the questions that people are asking you what are they asking you about something that you do you know and so and that's really how it got started for me and so even back then I wasn't even thinking about oh I'm going to be an entrepreneur no I wasn't thinking like that you know <laughs> and I let alone thinking about oh I'm a coach now no I wasn't even thinking that away it was just I was a passionate about doing something and people were receptive to my knowledge, you know, and that's really how the game started for me, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, probably years later, I began to say, oh, wow, this is really a business that God has called me into. And, you know, as the, as the business grew, then of course, you know, uh, I grew as an entrepreneur as well, but really it wasn't anything that I had, I had a blueprint about. It, it wasn't anything that I said, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing the next five years. It wasn't nothing like that. I just, I would just went with the flow. <laughs> hey, you heard the needs of the people and you provided a solution that was yeah. needed. Yeah. I think an important point there though that I want you to share about is how do people know that you were publishing a book to then ask? Because sometimes we don't talk enough about what we're doing, whether it's not wanting to appear prideful or boastful, we are not at the level that we wanna be at, so we don't wanna share. I know I've suffered from that personally at times. So how do people even know, Dr. Paulette, that you were writing a book? Yeah, so the church that I was going to, um, I was attending, I asked my pastor to do the forward on my book. And so he did the forward on my book. And then when it, you know, got published and everything, I gave him a copy of it. And he um, announced it over the pulpit, you know, which was a total blessing to me you know and so he announced it over the pulpit that I had written a book and he had did the forward on it you know and then people were like oh let me go ask her you know and that's really how the workshop got started you know because they heard it and they were in a position of, of knowing somebody right in their midst who could show them the, the process of, you know, writing and publishing a book. So he really was the catalyst for me to, um, you know, to help me launch, you know, me being able to do the workshops and coaching as well. That's good. And what you said about people knowing somebody right in their midst, I think sometimes people think that, oh, especially now we're in social media age, um, you know, I have to put myself out there and hope that strangers will, give me business. But if you will just let people know in your environment, what you're doing, what you're working on, what skills you have, people relate more to that. They will trust you more. And you can often find some of your first clients or even later clients there. Yeah. So, I totally yeah, agree with you on that. Yeah, definitely. What you made, what you said makes a lot of sense. Okay. So then you often mentioned that you grew as you realized, oh, this is a coaching business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you realize an entrepreneur in that sense, then you grew. What were some of the challenges that you went through or growth spurts that you went through that you recognized? Oh, okay. I got to stretch. I got to grow a little bit. Yeah. So um, I, it, as it turned out in the, at the beginning, I had more people coming to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so uh, back then um, it was, okay, I'm going to charge by the hour. Oh no, don't do that. No more. <laughs> you learn. Okay. No, you don't, you don't charge by the hour, girlfriend. <laughs> so I really had to learn how to put packages together, 
you know, that it wasn't about the hour. It was about putting a package together that I knew that was going to bring, bring value to my clients. And then what did that package look like, you know? And so at the beginning, um, I didn't per se have, um, uh, I had, I may have had a package, but it was based on, okay, a, a couple of hours a month, you know, this is what I'm going to provide, but putting it together in a package that regardless of, of the time that this is it's based on the packaging itself and not so much on the hour because it, by the hour, we, we can't do it like that. And that was one thing that I had to learn, you know, that's how I started. And so, um, and now it's about the program. It's about the packaging now, and this is what it is. And I, I, I even now today will have somebody say, oh, you charge by the hour. No, I don't. I charge by the program. <laughs> I charge by the packaging. Now, in our own mind, we think it's based on the hour, but if we really think about it, it's for me, it's not. And any coach, any business coach will tell you, you know, don't charge based on the hour, but charge based on the program that you're doing and the packaging that you're doing. So that was one of the things that I had to learn. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I had to really learn about it was the fact that um, how do you, you know, how, how do I go from just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and how do I reach people? Because then, because I was doing an hour, <laughs> you know, and paying, you know, charging by the hour, then of course I had people coming, you know, and asking me, you know, okay, can you coach me one-on-one? -on -one? And that piece of the business began to just grow because I was doing customized customized coaching, you know, because everybody has a different type of book. Everybody has a different message. Everybody has a different story. So every client has a customized blueprint for their book. And so over the time, over the years, I had to just really learn how to bring a, a, a clear, concise message to people to reach my ideal clients as well. Okay. So I want to ask about the packaging because coaches know that, yes, you, I won't say should, but it's taught heavily. You should have a package. Um, can you explain what you had in your package? Because I think sometimes coaches will think, especially new coaches or coaches who are trying, trying to grow out of that one-on-one -on -one and think, I don't know what I would include in a package. So can you talk about what your package include, what all it entailed? Yeah, definitely. So because I, um, I, I cater to and coach uh, aspiring authors, um, my package um, consists of, you know, we have uh, two sessions a month. And so I have a couple of different packages. I have a, a my uh, one package is a 90 day program, which is called the first draft. And that's to help aspiring authors when if they just want to do their first draft. And then I have my author accelerator program, which is an in-depth six month program. And so in, in both of those programs, it is a couple of sessions a month. It is me um, dealing with the first thing really is, is the transform, you know, the transformation of your mind, you know, because if we don't start with the transformation of your mind, you'll go into this not thinking that you, you can accomplish this, you know, and so my first session really is um, showing you how to get clarity on the, the ideal story that you want to write, because we have so many stories we want to write, we don't know which one to pick. Okay, so I start there. Um, by giving you the clarity and filtering out different ideas that you may have. And then once we do that, then it is, okay, I'm going to show you how to outline your book. 
because a lot of times we don't know how to outline. We don't know how to start, where to start, and even how to outline. And so it includes the outlining of your book as well. And so the first three months, I'll just use my six-month accelerator program. The first three months is, a, is about me coaching you on writing your signature story and what does that entail. Okay, then it is um, taking you from that period to the publishing side of it. Okay, and so that means I'm going to introduce you to editors, formatters, graphic designers. Um, you know, I'm going to introduce you to my people. Okay, my team that works with me, and I'm going to show you what that process looks like. I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you the questions that you need to ask them, things that you need to, you know, you need to find out on this journey. And so it is really about creating the ideal program and packaging that's going to take them from their creative idea all the way to launching their book. And what does that take in the middle? And so in the middle, you have these processes and these steps that you have to take. And so every facet of it is based on the scheduling, you know, meaning that, okay, I got, I got, you know, 90 days to write a book. Now I got three more months to get this book out, you know? And so we're talking about a scheduling now, what does that scheduling look like? And so I take them through, you know, creating a schedule, a writing schedule, you know, a routine, making it part of it, you know, and then uh, I give them um, the, um, I show them how to create or how to come up with the word count and what that looks like and how many words they need to write every time, you know, I mean, it's really in depth, you know, and, and creating a, a worksheet for yourself, you know, that you are accountable for this, you know, and so you know, that's, and I give you assignments. <laughs> I, I, I give you assignments, you know, because the thing about it is how can I know as a coach that you are achieving your goal? And so you hire me, um, you know, for this six month program. And the first thing I talk about is when do you want your book released? And I work backwards, you know? So you tell me in six months, my book wants to, I want to release my book in June. Okay. Your book going to get released in June. We're going to work backwards. And what does that look like? You know? And so when you think about putting a package together, it is really the steps that you took in your very own journey. What did you do? Mm -hmm. You know, what, it, it's not that complicated because if you think about what you did to get you here, it's the same journey you want your, your clients to go on, you know? And so you just write out what it is, what steps that your people are going to take in order for them to get the results that they are looking for. That is so helpful. As you were talking, uh, like literally I have bullet points of exactly what to create from a package or in a package. And so that I know that was super helpful for people to be able to hear um, but it makes sense. What were the steps that you took to get where you are? Yeah. Work backwards and put it together. Okay. Now you mentioned something. I'm going to take a left just for a little bit and then we're okay. going to come back to your coaching business. But you mentioned word count and a writing schedule for when you're writing. Yeah. What does all that mean? Like a, a word count per day or how does that work? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I'm working with my clients, um, I'd like to get them to think about writing seven to 10 chapters, okay? 
um, is, is that, do you want an ebook? Do you just want a paperback? Do you want both? Okay. And so you have to think about, you know, those kind of angles because whatever they decide, that's how I have to coach you. Okay. And so for me, it's thinking, it's telling them, okay, let's, let's create seven to 10 chapters. And what are those chapters going to look like? And in order for us to reach our goal, then it is, okay, then we want to write at least 1500 or 2000 words per chapter. Okay, and so if we do ten thousand, if we do ten chapters, that's going to be about twenty thousand words. Okay, that's that's a good sized book. That's a good sized book, you know. And so um, when we think about you know a, a schedule, and I have to you know consider okay when we want this done because remember if we're going through my accelerator program, you got three months to get this thing done. Okay, so what is that going to look like? So this this is this means that you need to write these many chapters a week okay you need to you need to tackle these many chapters a week and and what is that going to look like and so you think about um i also ask my clients tell me about the restraints that you have tell me about the uh, your other obligations that you have because that's going to factor into the time frame you know that's going to be consuming your time because when you think about writing a book you are now um you are now inserting a project of, of writing a book into your already busy schedule, okay? And so we have to give account for that, you know? And so it is that kind of word count. It is the writing routine. The writing routine basically is, okay, in order for us to get done by this time, this is what you have to do. Can you do that, you know? And most of my authors, they know that they can do it. One, they're paying the price to get the results that they want. You know, and they already know the end result is I'm going to have a published book in my hand. And that makes all the difference in the world. Okay. So I know I've heard that discipline is required in writing a book, just as it is with anything. So I would imagine that's why you have outlines. And like you said, you have chapters. So you probably outline these chapters. Yes. But I also hear, and again, Dr. Paulette, this is coming from somebody who's never written a book. Um, so this is why I'm very excited to talk to an expert who's written 14 books. Um, you know, I think there's writer's block. And so I imagine in this fantastical world in my head that people write when they feel like it. And, you know, you can just flow and you'll bust out five chapters. And then the next three days, you may have nothing. And then you can bust out enough. But it doesn't sound like that's how that works. It sounds like... <laughs> You're saying you have 1,500 words that you need to get done and you need to get it done in the next four days. Figure it out. How does how does that work for author? <laughs> so um, how does it work uh, for authors is this. Um... The Coach Up Podcast is open to sponsors. If you have a product, a service, if you are a coach of coaches, your business serves coaches. This is the place where you want to spotlight and highlight your business. If you would like to grab your own sponsorship spot on the Coach Up Podcast, you can reach out to me at coachup at gmx.us today 
to reserve your spot for us to talk about how you can get in front of this growing audience. And the amazing thing is because the Coach Up podcast is still new, you will be able to get in for extremely reasonable rates for a much longer time for your product, your service, your company to be in front of this growing audience of coaches. So take advantage today. If you would like to hear how you can spotlight your business on the Coach Up podcast, When we create our outline, it, you know, I ask my clients, what is it in your book that you want readers to know? Okay. And so once they tell me what they want readers to know, then I show them, okay, then that's a chapter. That's a chapter. That's a chapter. And, and when I'm doing that and they see, wow, I just wrote out 10 chapter titles like that. Oh my God, that is revelation for people because they had never got to that, that point. Okay. And so all they need to do is go in and fill those chapters in because one, you already the expert, you already have the experience, you already have the knowledge, you already have the lessons learned. Okay. And so if, if a client of mine has gotten to a point where they kind of get stuck, I come in and I say, okay, think about why you feel like that. Think about who is surrounding you. Think about what emotions are you having. Think about the questions that you're going through or you're having. Think about um, where you at at that time. So I'm invoking questions for them to get them to think about that moment in that story where they're stuck at, you know, and to push them past that. And so for an author, it is really about you know, um, sharing that story that you already know about, you already have the, the, the knowledge of it, if you've already experienced it, you know, so when it comes to, you know, people saying, you know, I have, you know, writer's block, just kind of think about, well, first of all, let's not confess that, okay, let's not confess it, all right, okay, let's not confess that, and think about, um, how can I extend this thought that I have in my story, you know, and think about those other kind of components, you know, some people read, some people uh, listen to, to music, some people go and take a walk. So whatever it is that gets you past that to get your inspiration flowing and, and going. But when you are, you know, when you have a coach, your coach really does and should help you kind of spark creative ideas in you. Okay. That, that completely makes sense. It, as you were talking, it made me think about writing, you know, one of those 10, 15 plus page papers that, you know, people who went to college may have had to do. And sometimes we all sat down and wrote it all together because we waited to the last minute. I'm maybe speaking of me, but often others would you know, write it in sections. And so it's the same thing, right? Like you create the outline. So even if I'm not quote unquote feeling whatever the paper is, I can go to the outline. Like you said, you teach them, these are the chapters. And so now they can still write, whether it's, you know, quote unquote inspired or it's just coming from knowledge, but it's ultimately this discipline, right? Every, every day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's major discipline. And the thing that I found is most people miss that component, especially when you don't say, okay, I'm going to be done with my book by this date. We, we just say, I'm going to write a book. Okay, so 10 years later, you're still saying, I'm going to write a book. Mm. Because one, if, if we think about ourselves, we can't even be accountable to ourselves. 
Okay. And so we, we really need that discipline to set a date and a time when we're going to be done with that, you know, and that's one of the things about having a coach is the accountability piece, you know, because that's a major, major factor. And so, um, you know, when you think about the outline, your outline really does keep you focused. It keeps you in the framework about your story that you just not writing off the cuff. You just not, you know, writing anything that just comes to your mind. No, this is the title of my chapter. The title of this, you know, this chapter is this, and this is what the content is going to be because you already know about it. That's the thing. You know, you already know about that chapter and all you need to do is just start writing in that chapter. And so a lot of my clients, um, they're believers. And so I tell them, okay, think of scriptures. You can invoke scriptures in there. Now, if you know you you got a scripture, one of your favorite scriptures, and what did that scripture do to you? Because you could write you could write a chapter, you could write a a, a whole chapter on a scripture. Right. Okay? <laughs> so think about things, those kind of things to help you kind of stretch your imagination and stretch your creativity. Okay, I love that. All right, thank you for explaining that because, yeah, it's something I've wondered about often, but now it makes much more sense. So I want to go back to your coaching. Um, you know, you're in a very unique niche of authors, one aspiring authors. Um, and you, one thing that I think plagues sometimes coaches is how do you close a sale, right? How do you close a client? While I think there are a lot of people who want to write a book, I don't know that there are a lot of people who want to pay a coach to help them write a book. And so... <laughs> Right. How have you found you're able to overcome the, the objections that people may have with employing a coach to help them write a book? Or do you find that you have, have to? Are the people who come to you just ready? Yes and no to that. Um, I've had people come to me um, that they were ready. You know, um, they may have not known what my fee was at the time, but they knew that I could coach them. And when I presented, you know, um, my my fee to them, they were okay, you know. Um, so what I put together over the years, this is from evolving, you know, I put together an application, especially if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, okay? And so there's a pre-qualification application. And that application gives me more history about you as a person, really. Um, it tells me about your book idea, you know, it tells me about, you know, what are you expecting to get done in the next six months? But it also tells me if you're real serious about it when it comes to monetary, if you're really ready to make that kind of investment. Because in my application, I put, okay, this is going to be a, a four-figure investment, four or five-figure, depending on what you want to do. Um, are you ready to do that? And depending on their answer, it tells me if you're ready or not for that particular offer, okay? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I've had people fill out that application. And as I'm reading that application, I'm like, oh yeah, she's the perfect, she's my perfect candidate because she answered the right questions. She told me beyond, she had a growth mindset and that's the difference. You have a fix and a growth. And so she had a growth mindset. She knew that she was already busy. She was, she was a coach. And so she's a master coach. And so she knew she was already busy with clients and whatnot in her own business, but she had a book idea that she wanted to get done. And so she said to me, in spite of me being so busy, I still want to write this book and I get, and I want to get it done. And when the coach, when I saw that, and then she said, oh, the money, not no problem. I said, oh yeah, you my ideal client. 
oh yeah, 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 girl, you're my ideal client, you know, because she, she hit on every cylinder, you know? And so me and her met and, uh, and I, you know, talked to her, I told her what I would do. And I told her what my fee was. She said, okay, that's fine. And so, you know, she, she did it. And so we, she did the, the uh, first draft, um, my, my 90 day program. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn to filter people out by my application, mm -hmm. you know? And so I also know that the application helps me in several different ways. One, to find, to, to tell me if you are ready to do a one-on-one -on -one with me, if you're not, I can still work with you because I have an online course. So if that fits you, um, you can take my online course, which doesn't, you know, it's about $1,200 for an online course. You have it for about night for a whole year to get your book done. The only thing difference between the two is uh, I'll coach you for the first 90 days, one session. Okay. We don't have that. We don't have that. You don't have all my time. And that's the difference. That's, that's the difference that people need to understand is between a, a coach who's going to give you customized training, customized coaching, that's one-on-one, -on -one. that's premium. That is premium versus someone who has an online course and you're going to go at your own pace, you know? So that's the difference of it. So my, uh, my application process really does help me determine who's going to be working with me in that capacity. And then I also realized that people that don't fill out the application tells me that they're not, they're not serious about writing a book. Come on. That's real so lazy. You, yeah. It, it, you, you, you lazy. You're not real serious. So I already know, you know what? You're not going to waste my time no more. Right. Yeah. The pre-qualifier of uh, application is great. Yeah. And like you said, just one, if you even fill it out, the two, then how you fill it out gives you great insight as to who to start to invest time in. I think that's yeah. super helpful. Did you create it yourself or did you pull it as a resource from somewhere else? Yeah, so I created it myself, but the idea really came from another coach that I was, um, I was part of her program. And so that was one of the things that she had suggested, you know, filter people out by, by pre-qualifying them. Because when, another thing, when I first started, you know, I was talking to people, I was giving them 15 minute sessions and, and, and I'm like, okay, that's not working because I'm talking to people who don't want to pay the price, but they want to be great. They want to be an author, but they don't want to pay the price that it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost. And back then it wasn't even what I'm charging right now, you know? And so, um, I, I, I did away with that because I saw that I was talking to people, one, who wasn't ready to make the investment and two, who just wanted free information. Okay. Well, you, you can go Google that. You can go to YouTube. You can go to YouTube University and, Google, and, get, and get that. Facts. <laughs> Absolute facts. You don't know me. You don't need me for that. Right. So then what did you switch to? So if you were no longer doing discovery calls, how did you switch to? I switched to the applications. Okay. Okay. I went gotcha. to the application. So if anybody reaches out to me about writing a book, I immediately send to the send them to my application. Got it. Makes yeah. sense. And then it like I said, it tells me if you're ready for one on one. If you're not, that's fine. But I have an alternative for you. Right. You know, so you can either go into my online course, you know, or you can be in one of my anthologies. So there's options for you. One of your what? Book collaborations. Oh, it, it's also called an anthology. What does that mean? So it's a combination of, of stories 
from different authors in one book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so they don't have to write a full book. It's they don't have almost... to write a full novel, full story. They can just write one chapter in a book. Oh, how cool. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay, I'm gonna come back to that in yeah. just a second. Um, so I'm curious, as you started doing workshops, as you started attracting people, and we were just talking about the discovery calls, and then you moved to the application, like how are people finding you or how are you finding initial clients? Yeah, so um, I'm on social media a lot because a lot of my clients are on social media. And so several people, you know, um, my other clients have referred me uh, to people as well, but I find most of my clients on social media. Um, my client, I asked her, the one that did the uh, the 90 day program with me, I said, how'd you find me? She said, well, I was looking for a black coach, a black writing coach, and you popped up. And I said, oh, okay, you know. So um, I'm on Facebook a lot. I'm on, uh, I hit and miss on LinkedIn, which I really should be more on LinkedIn. Um, but mostly, you know, I'm on Facebook. I do some stuff on IG as well. So social media, um, I find to be where my connection is. I think for me on social media, it's more, I find more people who want to be in my book collaborations and my anthologies than that one-on-one -on -one, just because of the premium offer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. When you say you're on Facebook, Dr. Paulette, what do you do on Facebook? Yeah, so on Facebook, so um, I'm doing, um, either I'm posting something about my services, I'm giving some inspirational talk, I'm doing some videos as well, um, really introducing um, my audience and my, you know, new followers on Facebook to who I am and how I serve them, you know, aspiring authors, that's my niche. And so, you know, what do I do in this, on this online space to really draw attention to what I, who I serve and, and how I serve people, you know? And so, you know, it is creating content. It's creating a post that's going to speak to my ideal client, uh, whether it's I'm, I'm doing a video about it or I'm doing a graphics on it, you know, an infographic on it or, um, you know, whatever that, whatever I need to do, I'm posting. You know, and I'm I'm telling people about my messaging. I'm sharing with people. If you are an inspiring author, I'm your book coach. That's my superpower. This is how I can serve you. Love it. And is this mostly on your personal page, or is it in groups or a business page? Where are you where are you spending that time? Yeah. So um, on my personal page, I do have a Facebook group as well. And then I have a business page. And so usually I'm on. I do. I have a lot of traffic that's on my on my um, my personal page. So, um, from, you know, that content that I put on my, my personal page, I just shared it in my group or I'll just share it on my on my business page. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Now I'm curious about this anthology book collaboration. Yeah. So anthology or book collaboration, interchangeable, but multiple people writing in one book, contributing to yeah. one book. So what is your book collaboration like do you publish one every year what is what does this look like yeah so um uh, what I mentioned earlier about one of my uh, acknowledgements, um, it is our achievement, achievements, I should say, is um, the 120 authors that I have worked with. 
in my book collaboration and this is it, you know? And so um, my collaborations is I gather, I put an author, an author call out there for aspiring authors who, as you mentioned, they may not want to write a full book, but they can write a chapter. Okay. And so gathering these authors who want to become published authors, um, best-selling authors, and they want the taste of what it is to be a, a published author. And without the constraint, without the intimidation of writing an entire book, then the anthology, one chapter is perfect for them. And so I've been blessed to be able, I'm working on anthology number nine right now with a group of authors. And so I have just really been blessed to be able to offer this type of service to aspiring authors who want to take the journey, want to become published, want to be bestsellers, you know, but also want to be able to share their message with the world, you know, and so the book collaborations is that, uh, uh, that way, that avenue of doing it. Um, the thing about me as a coach, um, when it comes to, you know, being, being a visionary author and book collaborations is I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, I coach, I coach, coach you really. Okay. Because I don't want to ever be the kind of visionary author where I tell my, I tell the author, just give me your chapter and I'll see you when the book is done. No, I take the time out to coach each and every one of the, of the authors, because some of them have never written before. And so they don't know how to write a chapter. You know, they don't know what an intro looks like, what the middle looks like, what the end should looks like. And I take them through that, you know, and then we do, um, you know, we have four live coaching sessions all on Zoom where there's updates and more coaching, more training and whatnot. And so there's this process that I take them to. It's a four month process for each of my anthologies. And so I try to do, uh, I try to do at least two or three a year. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I try to do at least two or three a year because um, this one that I'm working on now with a group of authors, um, the book is going to be done in January the 8th, July the 18th. I'm sorry, July the 18th. The book is going to be released okay. and I'll be doing another, another author call in August. Back to back. You back to back. Keep it going. What are the books about? Yeah, great question. Great question. And so um, most of my books that I do um, have been men and women who um, have either experienced something in life, uh, they've triumphed over something, they have uh, accomplished something major, they have, um, as I mentioned, overcome something that they want to talk about, that they want to share. Um, in these book collaboration, it is really about being transparent. It's about being vulnerable. It's about telling somebody about your own experience that you had to deal with, you got over, and now you want to show people how to do it as well. And so um, I'm working with a group right now. There's a, um, a gentleman in it, and he's talking about imposter syndrome. And I told him, I said, you are perfect to talk about imposter syndrome. Men don't like to talk. Men don't like to share nothing about what they're going through, their struggles, the, their obstacles in life. I said, this is perfect for the men to feel that they can share now, you know? And so I've had um, authors who've written um, uh, stories about, you know, having cancer and what did that mean? You know, uh, women who have experienced so many losses, you know, whether it is a husband or, you know, in some cases as a business that folded, 
It is taking the author's story. And uh, I had an author who talked about having an abortion at a young age, and she had never shared that before. <laughs> so it's stories like that, you know, these are coming out stories, but they can really minister and really resonate with readers. And that's really what it's about. And so um, would love to have you on, in my next anthology. Oh, thank you for the in invite. Oh my. Okay. Um, as I'm listening to it and with what you're sharing about the stories that they're writing, I can see how I can see how it makes sense that like you like you said, you finish it in July and then you're starting another one in August. But man, Dr. Paulette, that's a lot of work. Well, the thing about it is once you get a system and the process, it's the same. It's rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Okay. All right. Talk about, because that, that's powerful what you just said. Yeah. Talk about what a system and a process looks like in this yeah. particular instance. Have you always dreamed of doing voiceover from home, but have no idea how to get started? My name's Jesse Carroll, and I put together the perfect course for you. It's called the Voiceover Jumpstart Course. It's a course that's designed to take you from knowing absolutely nothing about voiceover all the way to everything you need to know to be a working professional in only six weeks. So if you want more information, head over to jessiecarrollcoaching.com and you can even book a one-on-one -on -one call with me if you want to find out if it's right for you. So thanks for listening to the Coach Up Podcast and hope to see you in the course. Yeah, so... You already, and even when you're, you know, coaching, you, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, you know, doing anthologies, you already know what it, as a visionary, you already know the steps it's going to take to get them in four months, what this step is going to look like, you know, and so it's the same step and the same process that I do with one-on-one, -on -one. it's just a shorter version of it, <laughs> you know, and so um, I can do so many a year because for me, I have, I, I know what it takes. I know that, okay, I need to do my author call here. Uh, I know that I need to set a date of when this chapter is going to be done. I know how many authors I need. I want to be, you know, I want to in this book. I know what this section is going to be. I know that the editing is going to take a whole month. I know I need to do this cover. I, I know these pieces. Okay. And so the time frame gives me what I need to get it done, you know? And so um, when you think about rinse and repeat system, it's a system that you've created and that all you need to do is just reproduce it again. Mm, You're just sense. doing it with a different group of people. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. You're doing the same thing just with a different group of people. Which in essence is your coaching, is coaching program. Yeah. Makes complete yeah. Makes complete sense. So with the anthology, are you self-publishing this? Yeah, well? I'm publishing it. Yeah, I'm publishing it under my own publishing house, which is called Thy Word Publishing. Thy Word. Come on, Jesus. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, and so now I'm getting a little technical, but again, because I'm curious, and that's why I thank God for my platform because I get to ask these questions. Um, <laughs> that is my curiosity. So when like you're doing the cover or... Um, the, I guess the outer layers of the book, is it all, are you creating this digitally or you have a graphic designer that you work with and then it gets printed or do you do 
like you have physical copies that you can then sell or is it online and then like Amazon KDP will print it for you? How does that work, Dr. Paulette? <laughs> yes to all of that. So okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a team that I work with. I have editors that I have been um, you know, working with for years since I wrote my first book. So I have editors and so uh, I have a graphic designer and a formatter, um, you know, a proofreader. So I have all those elements at my disposal. So whenever I know that I have a book that I'm going to be working on, you know, I'll contact them and say, where do, where can I fit in any of the schedule? I want to do this, you know, and so factoring in that, you know, and so, um, I've been, um, doing eBooks and paperback books for all of my anthologies. And then also, um, I've been using KDP. You know, and so there's Ingram Spark out there as well. I'm going to, you know, um, use them um, eventually. But for right now, I just use KDP. And so, um, you know, you, you, I have a team that I work with, you know, and um, when it comes to cover design, I, I, that's not my lane. I hire somebody to do that. I pay somebody to do that. Formatting, that's not my lane. Uh, but, but putting together some anthologies and some books, that's my lane. <laughs> no, getting the chapters, the the authors, aspiring authors to write, produce, yeah. and deliver their chapters. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. You're getting the meat of it yeah. done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the other company you said besides KDP? Uh, Ingram Sparks. Ingram Sparks. Okay. And for those who don't know what KDP is, can you explain what both what, what Ingram Sparks and KDP do? Yeah, so both of them are printers. And so when you think about, you know, using one or the other, um, it is the one of the places where you are going to upload your book and they're going to distribute your book for you, you know, so uploaded, you know, so that it can go into different, um, you know, um, countries as well and then being translated in different countries, but also uh, print your books for you, you know. Um, they are print on demand, so however many number of books you want, then they can accommodate. If you even wanted just one one book, that's, that's available for you as well, you know, and so there's no limit to the number of books you can get published or you can get printed through them. Is it a situation where people can order the book, you never, print a physical one yourself, but they will print it on the demand of the customer and send it? Yeah. So when I'm doing my anthologies, um, my clients, my authors uh, will come to me and, and say, hey, I want, you know, I want 50 books, you know, so then I can go and I can place an order with KDP, you know, and they'll just go ahead and print the books for them and send it to, you know, the author. Yeah. That's really cool. So how have you seen, you started writing in 2009. Yeah. I don't know if these do it yourself or print, I'm sorry, print on demand was around then. But what have you seen? As, yeah. yeah. Were they? I used them back then. Yeah. Okay. I, I've always used KDP. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, when I, when I wrote my first book, um, I didn't know anything about self-publishing. So I went with a, with a, with a publisher and so it was after I went with that publisher, I realized, okay, let me learn about self-publishing, you know? And so I learned how to, you know, publish my own books. And I always went with KDP because that's all I knew back then, you know, you go with who you know. 
And so, uh, yeah, so I've always used them, but of course, you know, there's others that people can use as well. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got started, you know, way back then. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Because I, over a decade, I know you've seen the industry evolve with some things that you've seen change in the industry. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more self-published authors, you know, when, when we started, when I started, the thing was, um, you, you needed a a great publisher, you know, you had a, you needed a proposal to submit to this great publishing house and maybe they'll take you, maybe they won't, you know, and it wasn't so much emphasizing on self-publishing back then, because to be honest with you, they kind of, you know, you know, put their nose up at people who were self-publishing, you know, and after a while, people started learning about doing it themselves, that they really didn't need a publisher. You know, they really didn't need a a, a, a publisher that was going to, you know, they didn't have to do a proposal. They learned how to self-publish, right? And so, and that's really what changed the trajectory of this industry People learn how to do it themselves. They took away the power from the publisher, you know, and there's still people who publish and and go through publishers, you know, they get deals from them, you know, and that's so cool. But you have to think about what is your end result? Do you want a publisher to publish your book or do you want to learn how to do it yourself, you know? And so that has really been the game changer for a lot of authors. They've learned how to do it themselves. And I'm not saying they all know how to do it right, because a lot of them don't. Right. Okay. They they go to YouTube University or go to they, they go into Facebook groups and they ask you how do I publish and, and you got 50 answers. Huh? Okay. Okay. Right. So um, but it that has really been the game changer for a lot of authors. They've just learned how to do it themselves. Okay. That's so cool. Okay. So you were writing, I've been writing, I've been coaching, but now you have a television show. Yeah. How did that evolve? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now Faith is TV where faith, books, and business collide. So I had gotten to a point in my own business that I felt I needed more exposure for myself, you know, and uh, how can I reach more people with my messaging and get more clients other than what I'm doing already? you know? And so uh, this opportunity presented itself. Um, I don't even know, you know, sometimes when you're on Facebook, you see stuff you ain't never seen before and you kind of wonder, what did they even know me? How did that even get through my feed? You know, and it was one of those moments where this, um, these ladies were offering an opportunity to get on a Zoom call so that they can talk about their, their platform on Roku called Everyday Woman TV. And if you wanted to host show on show. So, you know, I, I listened to them. I went on the call. I listened to them. And, and I'm like, wow, this is it. This is the answer to my question. This, this yeah. I, I, prayed, I asked the Lord, how do I do this? And this was my answer for me, you know? And so it fit what I needed at the moment, you know? And so, um, you know, my show uh, started in uh, December of last year. And so um, providing the opportunity for people to get massive exposure, um, coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs to come on and talk about faith and the foundation of who they are and, and how they serve, you know? And so that 
my TV show has been something that I wanted to do for myself to get the exposure. And God provided that opportunity for me, you know, and it's been a great experience for me. And I've been able to just really speak to and interview some amazing, amazing people who are, you know, trailblazers. They are making a difference in the world. They are really on their uh, focus on their mission, their call um, to be something greater than themselves and to do something greater than themselves. And so that's really how my TV show uh, got um, birth, you know? And so, you know, people can send, you know, go to Roku on TV. They can see themselves on television. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing experience, you know, because I know uh, when I was doing my podcast and on Pandora, my podcast is on Pandora and I can click on Pandora on my TV and I can hear myself. I said, oh, wow, how powerful that is. I, said, I hear myself on TV. Right? Uh, that is. That's exciting. You know? And then I see myself on TV. I'm like, wow, look at you, God. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And so you've had it now for almost seven months since you yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. Just before the end of last year, yeah. which is exciting. And I think it's so interesting, as you say, um, hear your own voice and see yourself on television. One of yeah. my mentors talks about, he's in the podcasting space and he talks about, it is such a unique time because the voice is so powerful now. People are tuning in to podcasts and there are plenty of people still tuned into news and um, television and other mediums for video included with voice. Yeah. But, yeah. and YouTube is where a lot of people put their podcasts. So you also still have the video, but it's moving to, Every person, similar to what you're doing in self-publishing, every person has an opportunity where they can put their voice out there and be shared. Share your thoughts, share your ideas, um, introduce other people to the world um, because our voices can be so very powerful. So I, I'm so excited that you were like, oh, there's my voice. <laughs> Coming out of television and then seeing it. I think that's so cool. And um, I love who you're interviewing, right? So people, yeah. their foundation of their faith and, and what they're doing. Um, yeah. And I, it's amazing how the opportunity came, right? We, we know yeah. that divine intervention. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, the thing about it is that the group of ladies, um, you know, they're constantly you know, their goal for having the platform is so that we can reach, you know, and get more clients. So this is their, their, this is their mandate, you know, and so they give us those opportunities, you know, and they're constantly training us to, you know, what, whatever, you know, we're having meetings, they're training us to be better, to do better, you know, giving us creative ideas and stuff, you know, and that's a blessing for me. And Okay. So let me talk a little bit about the television because Dr. Paulette, again, that's not something that's normal for most people. So when it came to negotiating terms, um, how did that go? What can you teach people about that process? It was so simple. They had three packages and you can pick. Okay. <laughs> it was that simple. That's God. That's Jesus just taking care of his children. It's three packages. You pick what level you want to you want to go on, and we good to go. And that's really how it was. 
Okay. All right. They didn't make it complicated. You know, they sent us a, you know, kind of a generic contract. You know, uh, your contact, your your contact on your, you know, your information on your show. That's your show. That's your stuff. You know, that's your that's your intellectual property and whatnot. You know, so it was it was just that simple. Nice. ABC, what do you want? Okay, and let's get this thing going. And let's go. Okay. So my other question is, I know. So for example, my church, um, Free Chapel, for anybody in the Atlanta, Gainesville, Georgia area, come visit. Um, but my church, I believe, pays to have our programming on television. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's sometimes act we think, okay, but then actors get paid to be on television. So in a situation like this, are you looking at an opportunity where you get to invest in yourself and you get to pay, which is average, like you said, an opportunity to share your message and get clients for yourself? Or is it an opportunity where they're paying because they want the ratings? So which is the route? Yeah, it's both. You know, for me, it's paying to be on the platform, mm-hmm. you know, and then my the, you know, those that I'm interviewing, they're paying to be on the platform as well. And so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I pay to be on there because I got to pay for the airtime. Right. And then my clients, you know, my, you know, those that I'm interviewing have to pay on there because what? They want to be on the airtime as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. So then you have a contract with the platform. Do you prepare your own contract for your guests or is that something that the group that you're working with provides? Yeah. So what I do is once I do, I do a screening call. Mm-hmm. I do a screening call. And so once somebody wants to be on my show, I send them a proposal and it's a snapshot of, you know, what the show is about, who, you know, who we're trying to reach, you know, and then also in there is some rules, you know, um, things that you're going to need, um, some commitment that you're going to make. Um, and so it's kind of a, um, not a uh, an in-depth contract, but it's a it's a proposal that is real, you know, real, you know, kind of in detail about what your commitment is going to be, you know, to be on the show. And so, um, you know, putting this together and doing a screening call, once again, it helps me filter filter out people. You know, when I I had a uh, for instance, uh, I had a uh, one of my friends. She has a show, and so she was saying, "Paula, I did I didn't screen this person." And this person came on my show and she was talking about witchcraft. I started cracking up. I said, oh, okay. Well, we, we, this is why we screen people on my show. This is why we screen. You're not coming on my show with that craziness, you know? Come on. So um, I had a lady yesterday. She had booked a session with me. And so she emailed me. And so she says, well, um, you know, when it comes to faith, if this is like, you know, Christian, Christian faith, I, I, you know, I have my own faith. I have faith in myself. And I said, you know what? Thank you very much, but you don't fit. Right. And I'm fine. And that's it. Because what I don't want, I don't want people coming on to my network and I'm a believer in Christ and my message is about Jesus. I don't want people coming on and sending the wrong message because people are not going to look at that guest. They're going to look at me as the host. Yes. Okay. And so I don't even want to bring people on my show whose messaging is not in line with my faith and my belief. 
This mm-hmm. is why I do. This is why I do a screening call. And in the screening call, I ask people, "What? What is your show idea? Tell me about your show idea." And in next in that conversation, oh, I hear a whole lot about about that individual. Mm-hmm. And then I will know right then and there, you ain't the one. You're not my mm-hmm. guest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love that you share that because my as a believer as a follower and a lover of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, anything we do is for, to glorify him. Yeah. I also know that we, ha- we, in order to bring others to Christ, in order to allow our light to shine, there's not a need for our light to shine among fellow believers, except that we love him, right? So we have to share that light with non-believers. Yeah. So in that regard, right, like, you don't have to share my faith. However, to be on my platform, however, what you do can't be misaligned with the principles of my Lord and Savior. So to your point, no, I can't do any. One thing I don't do on the platform is um, energy healing, hypnotherapy, none of that. Um, It's completely misaligned with who I serve. Um, Now, you're an executive leadership coach, but you're an atheist. It doesn't have anything to do. We're not talking about that. Right. You can talk. <laughs> well, you can talk about how you coach executive leaders and executive exactly. individuals. But you're right. We people are looking at us as the host, yeah. and what you stand for and what you promote. They need yeah. to be aligned all day. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for bringing that up. Yes. I am curious. How people, so if coaches listening think, okay, I would want to be able to take my story into the media world to get exposure, whether it's a television show or a radio show or what have you, how do people find you and how do they reach out so that they can add their names to the promotion list? Yeah, so people um, can find me on social media. Um, my Facebook group, my Facebook page, um, Pastor Paulette Harper, uh, also known as Pastor P on Facebook. And then on, you know, I, I'm on IG as Paulette Harper as well. So uh, people can actually Google me, you know, and, I, and I'm serious about that. You know, people can Google me and they can see um, my receipts are on Google. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's good stuff. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So they can reach out to you, but how would they, so this is my first time when we met was my first time hearing about your television show. Yeah. How do people find like television shows to go on or radio programs to go on? Cause I'm sure people are thinking I can't get on NBC, ABC or CBS yet. Yeah. But there may be other platforms, but if you, if you don't know about them, how do people find them? Yeah. Um, so this is something that I learned early on. Um, there was a, a sister, we were, we had our, she had, her and I had went through the same publisher uh, with our first books. And um, I saw her all the time on, on, on the internet. I saw, she was a trailblazer for me. And I said, well, I ain't got to reinvent nothing. Let me just follow this sister and see what she doing. Mm-hmm. And I followed her. And I, and I copied her, meaning that Wherever she was on the platform, let me see what the guidelines are so I can be on that platform. She paved the way for me, you know? And so 
I'm always looking for myself. I'm always looking for platforms such as yours, you know, to be on. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the Facebook groups or I'm looking at somebody else and I'm seeing on what platform they on. And if I see that they're on a platform that I have not been on, let me find out how to get on that platform. And it takes work. It really does take work. But the thing about it is, once you create this marketing plan for yourself and you have it in your mind that, okay, I want to be on, you know, five podcasts and I want to be on a TV show, you know, what is it going to take? How am I going to get there? You got to go searching for it. You have to look for it. You know, and so when you talked about, you know, not being on CBS and whatnot, this is the first I did. a I, I did an article out of my first book that was in This Is Now. Uh, and it, my first article was uh, Don't Get Bitter, Get Better. And I submitted it to CBN online. And they published it. What? Yes. And I said, "Ooh, I'm on to something now. <laughs> Okay. So, so that was the beginning of me being in magazines. I said, okay, I want to, I want to learn how to be in magazines now. What is it going to take for me to be on a cover of a magazine or inside of a magazine? If you have a desire to be on any platform, every there's a platform for you. You just have to do the discipline to find it. Some of them are free. Some of them are not. You know, and so early on, it was me finding places where I could show up, you know, and I had people come to me and say, you know what, I see you all the time on the Internet. And I said, I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something right. You know, okay. so yeah. the desire to be on magazines, I've been on about six different covers of a magazine. OK, mm-hmm. so it's. You know what? God has opened up so many avenues and so much media out there that we are really without an excuse. Mm. It takes discipline to d- get it done. And in some cases, it's going to take some investment to get it done. Mm-hmm. And the thing about us is we cannot let money stop us from fulfilling what God has called us to do. Because if you have a need, God will feel it. God will meet it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. Okay. I love that you talk about their platforms out there, but it takes discipline and takes the work. So can you take me back to like a time when that was a a big focus for you? Um, Were you Googling and were you, like you said, you were in Facebook groups, but like, where were you finding those non- huge names that everybody knows about, but that are still out there because people are independently producing things that you can be a part of that then start to build your presence. Like you said, somebody said, oh, I see you online all the time. I'm doing something right. But outside of Google, or maybe it is Google, like how do you find those? What were you doing to find them? Yeah, so back then um, we were, you know, we were doing blog talk radio. I think people still do blog talk radio, radio now, but now more is, is more podcast now. So back then we were doing pod, and we were doing blog talk radio. And then when it came to magazines, I was just Googling, um, you know, different magazine companies or just Googling 
um, you know, being on different magazines, magazine, inspirational magazines. And, the, you know, the list is, is, is out there. Just it's just you just Google what it is that you want, you know. And so I began to see all these other magazines and I would apply. If it wasn't a magazine, it was being featured as a guest post. I, I did what I needed to do to get my name out there. And of course, it took a lot of work. But the thing about it is, this is a nugget. When you write a book, you just take content out of your book and you, disp you, you, you share it out. It's rinse and repeat. So take some elements out of your book and then just go plug it in here. Go plug it in there. Go plug it in here. You know, and so, and that's really what I did. I didn't have to create a whole lot of new content because I already had a book, you know. And so, um, you know, blog talk radio, the magazine um, covers, and I got to meet so many no, new people because I was on different platforms, you know. And then I did a, I did a virtual book tour, um, you know, my own virtual book tour, which was, you know, bloggers blogging about me, blogging about my business, blogging about my books, being on their platform, being introduced to their readers. And so all of these avenues are for us, you know. And so um, the great thing about that is uh, when, you know, when I started out, a lot of the a lot of stuff that I was, you know, looking for was 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 free back then, you know. And then I began to realize, okay, I need to start making investments because free can only get you so far. Come free on. can only get you so far, okay? So now I need to start making uh, investments in, you know, a product and a service that's going to take me a little bit farther than where I am right now. And then that's when I started, you know, investing in where I wanted to go, you know, and what did that look like for me, you know, so... Uh, so yeah, it was um, just really Googling what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, and then showing up and making the connection with the people, you know, asking them what their guideline is, meeting the guidelines, submitting the work, and then, oh, sister, when you, when you see your name out there on the internet streets, it ain't nothing like it. Oh, look, I am, I'm featured on this website. I'm featured on this blog. I'm going to be interviewed on blog talk radio. I mean, all of that, you know, it's exciting for a first timer, yeah. you know, and I was at that moment. I had just had one book. That's great. I had just had one book. Yeah. It was just, yeah. The, it was the um, springboard for all this amazing stuff you have since done. Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Paulette, one tip you have for, getting bloggers, radio show hosts, publishers of magazines to say, yes, we want you. So you were submitting, but there's gotta be a tip about how to how to be chosen. Yeah, so a uh, great question. Um, the thing about bloggers is bloggers are always looking for content, you know? And so anytime we go on a, on a, on a blog, that content more than likely has been derived from somebody else being a guest, a, a guest author on that blog, you know, because if you think about blogging, a blogger doesn't, doesn't really want to sit it on their blog and put content out every single day. They want to bring people in. And so I found that um, finding them, um, I did my, um, I did a virtual book tour, um, a company that I was using way back then. 
they did a virtual book tour for me. So they connected me with different bloggers, you know? And so with that, it was me finding out on their blog what their guideline was, what what kind of content that they were looking for, um, who their audience was, you know? And so once I found that out, then I could fit my content that I already had around that subject matter, around that topic that really resonated with their readers and with their visitors that came to their blog. So, you know, those that want to, you know, reach bloggers, you know, you could, you could, you know, I have a business called Right Now Virtual Book Tours. Anybody want to do a, a book tour? Okay. But if you want to, you know, find other bloggers, once again, you know, go to Google and say blogger guest post, you know, bloggers that interview guest authors, you know, and you'll have a Petra of, of, of you know, names that come up, but you have to do the work to go to each and every one of them and find out what their guideline is. And that in itself is a lot of work when you can just hire somebody to do it that already has the blog list for you. Mm. And there, there is the, when you were talking about the investment. So you were doing yeah. free initially, but then yeah. you said, okay, I need to start investing. That's an example of yeah. an investment. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Paulette, when guests like you come on who give all the good tea, I am <laughs> so grateful to God for you. So we're running low on time, which always happens with my interviews because I have so many questions and you're so amazing. I do want, I'm curious, how you even ended up into in starting to write and what led you to that point in your life? Hey, quick note, I need your help. I am trying to get my Instagram account to my first 1000 followers. If you have not followed me at the connection collaborator on Instagram, do so today. And also I want to get to a thousand subscribers in my first 90 days of the coach up podcast. So if you have not subscribed or you've not shared this podcast with somebody do that now, thank you for your help in growing this audience and sharing the coach up podcast with more people. Yeah, great question. Um, so I started to write, um, because I was going through a divorce and um, so I was married to a pastor and this is my signature story. So I was married to a pastor for 23 years. Uh, he was my high school sweetheart. You know, I met him when I was 14 and he was 16. And so we, um, I got divorced at 40 and um, went through a lot of emotional trauma from that um, because him and I were from 14 to 40. That's a lot of time, okay? And so I had a lot of trauma from that because, um, um, you know, I, for me, it was relationship, it was marriage, it was ministry, it was children, you know, and so there wasn't an outlet for Paulette. And so the trauma that came from going through that, um, that divorce left me really in this, in a, in a, in a broken, a broken stage. And so um, I had to go through, um, you know, internal healing. I had to go to therapy from it. And so um, from there, once I got healed from that, um, you know, just really asking the Lord, okay, I'm not doing ministry no more with this man that I had built ministry with. What do I do with Paulette? What do I do with my life now? You know, I knew I was still called to preach, but what does that look like for me? You know, and the first thing that the Lord uh, laid on my heart was to write my book, you know, and at that time, I 
I didn't know nothing about writing a book. I didn't have no author friends. I didn't have no point of contact. I just had a word. You know, if if all you got is a word from the Lord, that's all you need. Come on. I had a word from the Lord, write a book. And I said, okay, I'm going to write a book. (laughs) And so uh, I started writing. Um, Of course, I knew that it was going to be about me and my journey, but I also knew that I had to write it in a way that it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be messy. It wasn't going to be gossipy. You know, we were pastors, you know, we were pastors. And so community knew us, you know, people knew us and whatnot. And so it wasn't one of those kind types of books that, that my first book that was then, this is now, this Broken Vessel Restored is all about me. It's all about my, my, you know, what I face. It's all about my trauma. It's all about, you know, me having to deal with demons and me having to just really fight my way to live, you know, and what did that look like for me, you know? And so I had a reader ask me, she said, oh, I read your book. I was looking for the tea on your husband. I said, oh, no, you wasn't going to get that from me. <laughs> oh, no, honey, this book is integrity. This is all about Paulette. Okay. Come on. And so, um, that's really where I started writing, you know, and so that one book, uh, the thing about writing is once you write one book, one of the things that I learned about when I wrote that one book, I realized, man, I had 27,000 words in me and I didn't know it. the revelation of that. I had 20,007, I had 27,000 words in me, you know, and so um, once you write one book, then your readers are going to be like, well, when is the next one? They don't give you time to take a break. Can I enjoy the moment? No, re- give us another book. <laughs> if it's good, it's good. And if they want yeah. more. Right. Yeah, you know, so I, I went and wrote my second book, which is titled Completely Whole. You know, From Broken to Completely Whole. And that book is is 13 chapters of the names of God, the different names of God, how he makes us whole, being Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah our banner. So that book. And then I got the nudge to write a fiction novel. I said, okay. And at this time, you know, I've made connection with Christian, you know, Christian fiction authors. I've made connection with a lot of new authors now. And um I started reading a lot about, you know, in nonfiction books, I started reading a lot about fiction, novels, and romance and whatnot. And I just said, oh, one day I'm going to write a novel. And the Lord heard me. And he gave me the plot. He gave me the idea about writing this novel. And I, and I wrote this book called Secret Places Revealed. And it became an award-winning novel. Come on an award-winning novel. And I'm like, oh my God, I wrote a novel. Wow, God. And and the thing about, it's so different writing fiction than nonfiction. You know, nonfiction just comes off your heart. You know, a fiction? Oh, that's a different kind of beast. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And so that's where my journey started from brokenness, from pain you know, and, and realizing that God could take my story, no matter how ugly that it was, and he can turn it around and it can, it could change and, and, and change somebody else's life, you know, because I saw him do it in my own life. And so I developed this motto and it says, my messy story became my best story. 
It's beautiful. That's how it started for me. That is absolutely beautiful. One from one book. One book. Now, yeah. 14 later, yeah. Yeah. 120 collaborations, award-winning author, yes. two-time yeah. award-winning yeah. Like you said, when God gives you a word, that's all you need. And I appreciate that because one thing that I've struggled with um, as a new Christian was even though growing up in the church my whole life, but until you actually are born again, the same way with the Bible, right? People who are not believers, you can read the Bible, you can understand the words, but there's no revelation because revelation yeah. comes by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so once I was born again, gave my life to Christ, I, I still had this thought, Jesus is just going to fix everything immediately. <laughs> and just, you know, when he tells me to do something, it'll just drop out of the sky. No, sweet baby Christian, Kanisha, that's not how that works. <laughs> so um, so I love that you said, you know, he gave you a word, but then you said, and so you, then you had to go to work. You had to start reading. Yeah. You had to start yeah. doing the research. And I think that's important yeah. for people yeah. to hear because God will give us a seed. But in order for a seed to grow, there's got to be water. You got to pull yeah. up seeds. You got to yeah. till the All ground. You got to wait. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is a part of it. And that's the part we're called to do. And that's that work. So I love your story. He gave you a word, but then you got to work. And I I have to, I needed that reminder because the Lord has given me some stuff. Now I need to, I need to put the work behind it. Uh, And it's the work that I don't, that doesn't come easy, The easy work. Oh, no problem. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the truth. You know, we, um, we don't want to do the work. Because it it is really it's going to take sacrifices. It's going to take this you know discipline. Uh, in some cases, it's going to take mon- money. You know, yeah. and sometimes you know we don't we don't want to do that piece. Um, and you know, God give you an idea, and He'll give you a strategy. But if you just sit on the idea, you sit on a strategy, and you don't do nothing, it'll never you'll never get the results that you're looking for. You know, Him telling me, I want you to write a book. I could just be, I could still be, you know, say, oh, the Lord told me to write a book and I don't do nothing. Come on. You know, I, I just have the, the Lord told me to write a book and I, I I didn't take the necessary actions. I didn't sit down at the computer. I didn't start writing. I didn't start, you know, investigating. I didn't seek out for a publisher. You know, I didn't do any of those things. I just, you know, I just said, oh, the Lord going to do it. He going to do it. I still be I'm just, I still be saying, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. Uh, Twenty plus years later. Thank you. Absolutely. You got to do the work. Got to do the work. As the word says, we prophesy in part, and people's and I'll bring this point back to that. People say, "What God has for you is for you," to an extent, because God clearly says. When I tell you to do something, if you don't do it, I will find another. Yeah. And so, and so yeah. the prophesying part is, yes, whether you receive the, the word from the Lord, we always receive it from the Lord. But if yeah. somebody confirms it or he tells somebody else and you receive a prophecy or you receive a word, the part is the other part that you have to do. Right. <laughs> because the prophecy, like you said, if you receive the word, I'm going to write a book and then just sit there and thought yeah. Jesus was going to drop it out of the sky. Here it is. 
you'd yeah. still be waiting. You'd still be saying the same thing. Oh, God told me to write a book 20 years later. But the part, the other part that has to be done is our part as we, we yeah. are co-heirs. We are co-laborers with Christ, yeah. which means yeah. we have to do the work. But Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad we got a sermon out of you before we got out of here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to Dr. Paulette. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap up with my before you go quick fire round questions. Okay. This has been amazing. Are you ready? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right. Dr. Paulette, what is the one tool or app that you would not do business without right now? So I use HoneyBook. And so HoneyBook is um, a, a game changer for me as far as being in business because I can, they have templates on there. Uh, they have contracts, sample contracts on there. Um, they have applications that you can use on there. Payment portal as well. So for me, it's, a, it's an all-in-one exclusive tool that I use for my business. Excellent. Honey Brook. Or Honey Book. Honey Book. H O N E Y B O O K. Yes. Okay. Honey Book. Excellent. All right. So then I'm assuming this is probably the answer to number two. What tool do you use to collect payments from your clients? So actually, I use two. Okay. So, yeah. So I use Honey Book for um, my clients who are going to do my, my premium one on one coaching. Um, I use another uh, 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 payment portal called uh, Partially. It's P-A-R-T-I-A-L dot L-Y. And so I use them for several reasons. One, they take um, multiple payments as well. I use them for my anthologies. I use them for my anthologies. And so they do multiple payments as well. But I also can upload a contract. But I hire them. I'm using them because for the folks that don't want to pay me, I can send you to collections. Come on. Okay. Which is important because this is a business. Because this is a business. So when you're thinking about tools, you got to think about what functionality do I need them to do for me? That's you good. Yeah. 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 So I use both of them. Actually. Totally different reasons. Um, and different outcomes, but one is for my anthology and one is for my, uh, my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Love it. Super helpful. Thank you. What has been the most effective method for you in finding and securing new clients? Um, I do really prefer word of mouth because a testimony from somebody is so powerful, you know? And so I always try to get testimonies as well from my clients, you know? And so, um, as I mentioned earlier, a lot, I find um, a lot of them on Facebook, you know, I find most of my clients on Facebook who want to do my anthologies because one is less expensive than working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, so either way, um, mostly if it's a, if it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching client and I get them to, you know, do a, you know, a, a testimonial for me. And then I ask them, can you refer somebody to me? And they, they, you know, they can. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, oh, you said something and I had a question. It'll come back to me. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, with your testimonials, 
do you, how do you, how do you solicit those from your clients? Is it a part of like your packages and like, and on the back end, I'll need you to do a testimonial or is it just something that you, you ask at random? How do you do that? Yeah, I just, you know, once we get done with the the end, at the end of our, our program and of our contract, I just ask him, can you do a testimonial for me? How has your experience been, you know? And, and, and I have really found that as I'm, as I'm coaching people through the process, they're dropping testimonials on me as we go along, you know, whether they're saying, wow, I didn't see it that way, or wow, that just really changed my life. You know, that just really transformed me or my thinking is different, you know? So they're dropping testimonials as we go. And at the end of it, I will ask them, um, can you write up something, a testimonial for me so I can, you know, post it on my website about my services, how, you know, what was your experience working with me, you know? And so, and they've been, and they've done it, you know, and, and I use them as social proof because I want other people to see that I'm in this game. I'm serious about being in this game and these are my results. Yeah. Get, get them receipts. Yes, ma'am. Receipts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. What tool do you use to set up client meetings? You know what? Um, HoneyBook does the same thing. It sets up it sets up different client meetings for me. Um, I could use it when um if I want to do um, you know, my radio shows, I, you know, I set up a scheduling for that. My one-on-ones or if I you know want to do um a coaching session with me, I can set it up like that as well. And then when I'm doing my meetings, um, that's the initial contact is them coming, getting on my calendar. Gotcha. That's how they get on my calendar, you know. And then from there, it is, okay, um, the meeting itself is either Zoom or it's either StreamYard. Okay, perfect. Okay. One thing, Dr. Paulette, you attribute the most weight to in scaling your business to six figures is um, not really, not being stuck on one particular way, um, learning how to pivot when you need to, learning to realize, okay, that didn't work too well for me and being okay with letting stuff go. And it has really been, even though my one-on-one is my high ticket offer, um, it's been my, it's, it's been, to be honest with you, it's been my anthologies. Mm. I've been- it's been really my anthologies and that's why I can do so many because it's a rinse and repeat and I can always, I can always calculate uh, what my income is, is going to be based on the number of authors that I get, you know? And so my business has really evolved from the workshops to the one-on-one coaching to my uh, online course, to my anthologies, you know? And so I'm going to be instituting like a, a VIP uh, package real soon, you know, for people who want to just work with me, you know, for four hours, well, you know, just create something like that for them. Love it. Go back to what you said at the very beginning. It's about your package, right? And creating a package. I, the way that you're evolving in your business is just so smart and it's necessary to yeah. continue to, to grow and to scale. Kudos to you on that. Thank you. And it's a good, it's a great learning lesson for coaches to hear about yeah. in their business. Okay, last question. What, <laughs> this is hard to ask an author. What one book or podcast or TV show would you recommend as a must to consume? 
So um, I've been reading this book called, and I know I know everybody knows, well, people know this book, okay? Uh, Think and Grow Rich, okay? But it's the a Black Choice. What? Yeah, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. And it's by Dennis Kimball and Napoleon Hill. So there's two versions. There's one for them and there's one for us. Really? I picked the one, a black choice, because if you think about it, our our, our ment mentality is so different than pe than other people. What our struggle has been so different. What we what we go through has been so different. How we were raised, you know, our our history is different, you know. And he he deals with the black choice about thinking about being rich, growing about being rich, and what does that look like for us? So think and grow rich, a black choice. That is the first time I have heard that. Thank you. It is powerful because it, it's coming from us. It's coming from people who know our history and how we do things, why we do things, what makes us click, what makes us move, what stops us. You know, there's our own personal struggles, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, that is helpful. Okay. Dr. Paulette, you have just been a fount, font, fount. Which one is it? My author, friend, tell me. Fount, fountain? Fountain. Fount, okay. Fountain. Um, of information, font, okay. font of information. Either way, we're, okay. I, yeah. You have just shared invaluable information today and inspired on what you can do and how you move from a place of pain into the amazing success that you have now, all in obedience to God. And that's yeah. the part that I love. Yeah. So please tell people, um, again, you've mentioned it, but just how people yeah. can reach out to you, connect with you and work with you. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much for having me on your show. So people can reach me on my uh, website. They can go to pauletteharper.com, pauletteharper.com. I am on Facebook as uh, Dr. Paulette Harper, also known as Pastor P. You can connect with me on IG, Paulette Harper number one. Uh, you can Google Paulette Harper as well. Uh, if you go to my website, um, there is a tab for those who want to be in my next book collaboration. You can get on my wait list. Um, I don't know if I mentioned I'm doing an author call in August. And so you want to make sure that you get on my wait list and be the first to know about that. And so uh, all those avenues, um, you want to purchase a copy of my book, you can go to Amazon and look me up at look me up there as well. Um, I have two books coming out. Uh, one book coming out next month and I have a little pause on my next book trying to decide on what day that's going to come out. And so if you look me up on those different kind of, you know, avenues and ways, I'll be glad to uh, connect with you, especially if you want to, you know, work with me in, in, in writing your book. Excellent. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for what you have imparted and shared. And again, congratulations on all that you have been blessed with and all that you are going to continue to grow yeah. and do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Coachette Podcast. It has been such a joy to talk to Dr. Paulette, and I hope you learned as much as I did about not only publishing a book, authoring a book, but also 
the process for getting yourself in media, putting yourself out there, finding the available avenues for you in order to make sure that you get your business in front of the media, which means you're getting it in front of more people. If you want to connect with Dr. Paulette, be sure to check the show notes on how you can do that. And as always, thank you for joining for another episode of the Coach Up Podcast. Be sure to remember to subscribe, leave us a review if you enjoyed this, and please share this episode with a friend so that we can grow and reach more people. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode.